maybe year one, you're going to get one or two or three percent returns on your money. You start to see better returns in year two and three. And depending on how long it takes to go full cycle, that's when you see the big jump on the back end. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast where we only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of the fluffy stuff with us today, Randy Smith. How you doing, Randy? I'm doing really well, Joe. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast today. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And it's my pleasure. A little bit about Randy. He's the manager of business development for a Fortune 100 financial services company. He currently passively invests as an LP in six different syndications, including multifamily and mobile home fund. He's based in Phoenix, Arizona. So with that being said, Randy, you want to give the best of our listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Yeah, absolutely, Joe. Thank you so much. Um, So I got into the real estate investing space just a few years ago. And I started in single family, like a lot of your listeners do. I did a couple of turnkey properties through an operator in Kansas City. And then I actually moved over to the Burr strategy in Atlanta, Georgia. And then about a year ago, decided to take the jump over to passive investing, which I actually thought the single families were going to be passive, but moved over into passive investing last year. The goal there being to really get a peek behind the curtain and see what this is all about and see what I can learn about it in hopes of maybe someday JVing or getting into syndication game myself. Got it. Well, let's unpack that. You started with single family homes, then turnkey properties in Kansas City, then the Burr Method in Atlanta, and then LP. Let's go deal by deal. Single family homes, where'd you buy? How many did you buy? Yeah, I started out with turnkey in Kansas City, Missouri. I had kind of sat on the sidelines for, oh, probably two or three years while I was focusing on my career, but listening to podcasts and books and finally just got inspired by an operator I heard on another podcast and pulled the trigger on a couple of turnkeys in Kansas City. Okay. What was your experience? The experience was not very positive. I probably did not do as good of a job with the due diligence piece on the operator And I ended up getting a couple of properties that were not rehabbed to the level that I would want any tenant that I'm landlording for. So I ended up with really, really heavy CapEx expense. I had a lot of tenant issues. Property manager was built in place with the operator as well and had a lot of struggles with that as well. And that's what really led me into moving into Burr strategy in a different market after about six to nine months of that. Knowing what you know now, if you had to invest in turnkey properties, and that's the only thing you could invest in, what questions would you ask that you weren't asking initially with this operator? That's a great question. So I think probably the biggest mistake that I made with that process is that my due diligence basically was doing a Google search, checking them out online, looking at their website, and then asking for some references from him. and Anybody who's got half a wit to them, they're going to just give you references that are only going to speak good things about you. So I think asking for references really is not a good way to do any due diligence on that. 
I probably would have dug in more to try to get a good understanding of the operations, personnel, longevity of their personnel, turnover, how long they had been in the space, how long have they been doing construction, those types of things. And that would have been to vet the operator and actually to vet the deal itself. I should have spent more time on the due diligence of the actual property. I didn't even get an inspection on that first property, which would haunt me later because there was <laughs> just a ton of missing CapEx stuff. It was terrible. You had purchased a house before in your life, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. And you had gotten inspections on that house or homes that you purchased previously, I'm assuming. Uh-huh. So what uh-huh. gave you the confidence to not have an inspection on this house? I think I was kind of the victim of a strong personality that I heard him on a podcast, so I assumed he had high integrity. <laughs> and it's certainly a lesson well learned and will never make again, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. And thank you for sharing this, by the way, because it will help yeah. others. And I know that's why you're sharing. It'll help others learn from your experiences. Sure. So you got two of those homes. What'd you buy them for? And if you still own them, then never mind about what you sold them for. But if you did sell them, what'd you sell them for? Yeah. So I still own both of those properties. We've shifted them over to another property manager. We've incurred heavy CapEx for the last two and a half years with these. The good news is, is that real estate is very forgiving. And even though we've had a lot of -of out-of-pocket expenses, the net of these two properties, when you look at all the benefits owning real estate, is still positive. We've created 80 to 100 grand in equity in these, and we're probably on the upside of 70% of that. That would be net positive should we sell those. And we're actually considering selling those to, to shift over into some other investments. What'd you buy them for? How much have you put into them? And what could you sell them for? So they both were sub 100. I think we were like 90,000 for one. Estimate is probably 160 and we put about 20 into it. The other one, I think we paid 120 and that one's in the 170 range. And that was supposed to be a full turnkey. So if we were to sell today, we'd probably walk away with over 100. And we have probably 50 of that came out of our pocket. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes. But first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. I'd like to introduce you to my good friends over at PassiveInvesting.com, a private equity real estate firm based out of the Carolinas. PassiveInvesting.com makes it easy for you to start investing in real estate. They focus on acquiring institutional quality apartments and self-storage facilities with private accredited investor funds. They also have a real estate debt fund that offers hard money loans to local fix and flippers across the U.S., which currently has a 0% default rate. With a portfolio of over $700 million in assets and controlling over $250 million in equity, they know how to secure the best deals and how to avoid the red flags. If you are interested in learning more, please reach out directly to PassiveInvesting.com and request the free Passive investor guide that outlines the seven red flags for passive apartment and self-storage investing. Visit PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags to download that PDF now. That's PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags. Mark your calendars for the best ever conference February 24th through 26th back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. Join the experienced community and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies building relationships, and quite frankly, having a lot of fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. Get the lowest prices right now at besteverconference.com. That's besteverconference.com. You live in Phoenix. 
So you first invested yeah. in Kansas City, and then mm-hmm. I heard you earlier say you invested in Atlanta to do the Burr mm-hmm. strategy. Will you tell us how that came about? Yeah. So through this turnkey process, my wife and I made the decision that we wanted to be more involved with the renovation of these properties. We were pretty confident that we wanted to stay in the single family space. I had the plan of ramping up to 100 units and do the math on that. That would create the passive income that I was looking for. So we decided after listening to podcasts, reading books, that Burr strategy would be a good strategy to pursue. So we did some analysis. We landed on Atlanta. I was fortunate in that my wife was able to leave her W-2, so she focused a lot on the due diligence piece here and due diligence with contractors, property managers, the market, realtors, those types of things. And she was able to devote the time to it, whereas me and my W-2 is full-time, very high stress, didn't have the bandwidth to support that. So she really took the weight of that. And we jumped in and we bought a $50,000 property that had been vacant. There were squatters in it when we got our realtor in there. Wow. Yeah, we had all of the challenges that you hear about people that are doing full gut rehabs from long distance. And it was definitely a learning experience, but much more positive than the last one. What are a couple things you learned and where's the property at in its current state? The property is in Atlanta. We've gone full cycle on it. We've been able to pull our funds out of it and then some. So we're able to actually pull out some additional cash. And we've created probably about 80 grand in equity on that. And it ended up being a full gut rehab. It wasn't initially going to be that, but to our surprise, when we flew out to meet our contractor for, I think it was the second time, one of his workers had actually taken it down to the studs, (laughs) even though uh, that was not the plan. Um, So yeah, it was wild. We showed up. Of course, we went and checked out the property the day before we were supposed to meet the contractor. And it was gutted down to the two by fours, which to our surprise, we weren't expecting that. And then we showed up the next day and the contractor said, hey, I've got some really great news for you. We're going to take this thing down to the studs and completely rehab it with no additional cost. And as it turned out, he had no control over his subs and they tore this thing down to the studs. So it was quite the ride. I will just say that. (laughs) Well, that's great that he owned up to what happened. Yeah, it was interesting. It was a contractor that had worked in commercial. He was trying to break into the the residential side. It just was not a strength of his to be there on site, watching the day-to-day and working with these type of 1099 guys, I'm guessing. So. But my assumption is, and maybe it's wrong when I just made my last comment, my assumption was since he said, we're going to do this whole gut rehab down to the studs and mm-hmm. I'll cover the difference. My assumption is that's a good thing because you're getting all new stuff versus if they'd done it the original way. Yeah, one would think. And I think it's still too early to say when we look at the overall project, yes, we've got a fully refinished house, new everything. And we've got a tenant in there. It's cash flowing now. But yeah, we had a number of challenges. We had had an HVAC unit that was stolen right before we were about to put a renter in it. COVID hit through this process. Just tons and tons of challenges through it. It actually took about a year to do the rehab, and we thought it'd take 90 days or so. But again, with real estate being forgiving, this is probably my best deal, oddly enough, up to this point in the single family space, because we've created some great equity. We've got a cash flowing property, and we created a great rental for our tenants to live. It's a C-class, maybe at best, neighborhood, and it's a great, safe home for our tenants and their families. So 
all in all, it's been very good. What's it worth around 130? No, we paid, 50. we paid 50. We put 50 into it and it's worth 180. You put 50 into it. That's the part I missed. Okay. So it's worth about yeah. 180. You bought it cash? 50 cash. Okay. Yep, 50 cash. All right. Yeah. So you have a loan on it and are you planning on doing anything with that loan? We did the burst strategy. So we waited till we had a uh, tenant in place and then did the cash out refi mm-hmm. and pulled all the money out and we've got the cash flow property. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So now in this timeline, you have that under your belt. Did you do another? Yeah, we ended up doing two more with not full gut rehabs, but thirty dollars to $40,000 rehabs. We had continued to have challenges with contractors. We moved on to a new contractor with the next one and had challenges with that contractor as well. And then in the third property, the whole time our property manager was sitting on the side saying, hey, we do construction as well. We'd love to help you with these properties. But we thought we could go find a better contractor than our property manager. And the fact is we couldn't. So our third one, we had our property manager do it. And it was as seamless as possible. They met the time deadline. They met the dollar deadline. They got a tenant in place. They did great work. But again, just lessons learned that if you find a good property management partner and they have in-house construction, then if it's a good partner, that can be a very good move and a good partnership to build the portfolio. But All that to be said, we're about two years into this, and we've got five properties, and if you figure $100 a door, that's $500 a month. There's a lot of time and energy that's gone into those Mm -hmm. to create very, very little passive income. And actually, there's probably hours of other details that I can share with Mm -hmm. you about other challenges. But that's what brought multifamily and passive investing onto my radar as a more logical solution to trying to create passive income. How much in total cash do you have in those five properties currently? In those five, I probably only have 25 grand when you consider the cash out refis on the other properties. Got it. I'm doing a quick math, which is 24% return on your $25,000. And that's good, right? Absolutely. That's real good. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's been some equity growth there as well. So if I were to sell them all today, I'd probably walk away after sales expense, turn 50, 300 grand. So there's been some wealth generation, which is great. And obviously, hey, I've got a syndication business. So I'm a proponent of passive investing as an LP, but I just want to play the other side a little bit. We just concluded that you're making 24% return on the 25k that you have currently Mm -hmm. invested in those five properties and you just said cherry on top there's additional equity should i sell those properties Mm -hmm. so why not continue to do that versus being an lp in deals good question and this has been the struggle there was about a year where i was looking for properties to continue going down that path because the argument obviously like you said you can, can be made that the wealth generation out of those has been fantastic. But it's very, very difficult to find those properties today. And if I was able to find those properties and have similar results, I might still go down that path. But the market has exploded in Atlanta. The market's exploded in Kansas City as well. And obviously here in Phoenix, it's crazy. So that's pushed me into other avenues to try to continue the path. And what do you like about passive investing? So passive investing, what I can say in the last year, and again, that's a fairly small time period to look at this, but in the last year, 
my energy and effort involved in passive investing has simply been listening to podcasts, reading some books, going to some meetups and meeting some operators, figuring out how to do wire transfers into these funds, dealing with the whole IRA process and investing with self-directed IRAs, but very, very low stress, very low activity required. And the checks have already started to flow in. And even though we're not hitting the full press on any of my six investments yet, they're ramping up. And I can see some of these other deals that have gone full cycle with just absolutely amazing returns. And it's like a book I read and I'll suggest later, Lifestyle Investor, like there's very little activity. The returns are great. And if you do the right due diligence on a good operator, you're making a bet in the operator or operators. And really, as a W-2 guy, I can just sit back and focus on my job where I know that if I put X amount of effort into it, it's going to generate X amount of income, and I don't have to worry about any of that other stuff. So really, it's the passivity of passive investing that is really attractive. What's been something that's been less than ideal as it relates to your experience passively investing? One thing that was a surprise to me that I did not figure out on the front end was that the initial returns don't necessarily hit the prep that is on the PPM on the front end. And it's just simply because I never asked the question and never even thought to ask the question that maybe year one, you're going to get one or two or 3% returns on your money. You start to see better returns in year two and three. And depending on how long it takes to go full cycle, that's when you see the big jump on the back end. So I've got a lot of dollars that are tied up with getting less than press level results in year one, which on the opposite side of that, as these things go full cycle, I think the returns are going to be phenomenal. What is your best real estate investing advice ever? Best real estate investing advice, I would say to your high income W-2 guys, skip the active investing and jump right into passive investing with multifamily syndication. We're going to do a lightning round. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Absolutely. First, quick word from our best ever partners. Let me ask you a question. Do you want to start your own syndication business or maybe you've tried, but you've been unable to get your first apartment deal? Well, it's hard. I know firsthand getting started in syndication is not easy. So have you considered working with a mentor? Imagine working one-on-one with a full-time syndicator who can help you do your first apartment building deal faster, help you avoid big mistakes, and scale your portfolio. If you feel like I'm speaking to you right now, then I want you to check out the mentoring program from my friend, Michael Blanc, who specializes in helping people get started with apartment buildings. I've known Michael for many years now, and he genuinely wants to help people become financially free. He developed a proven system and has helped hundreds of people do their first apartment building deal. I know he can help you as well. To find out more, text the word Joe. J-O-E, to 66866. I know Michael's going to take care of you. Go ahead and text the word Joe, J-O-E, to 66866. Do it right now while it's fresh on your mind, and let's get you started with your own apartment syndication business. 
Deals and money. We are constantly seeking deals and money as real estate investors, and I bet you're having a challenge right now, especially with deals, if you're like most real estate investors, because it's tough to find deals right now. But here's the thing. There's a competitive advantage out there that when implemented, it will help you accomplish your objective of getting more deals and or getting more investors. And that is having a great follow-up system. Having a great follow-up is one of the keys to success real estate and follow-up boss is the leading CRM for real estate. This is the system you need in place so you can reach out to owners and brokers directly for deals or you can follow up with your investors and you do it all in one spot. The CRM makes it 10 times faster to call and text owners then integrates those into a software so nothing slips through the cracks. The follow-up boss conversion system and powerful management tools help align your methods and drive growth that otherwise it could have been missed and probably would have been missed. Go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever to get a system in place. And if you need help, they got you covered. Follow Up Boss offers experts seven days a week. You can pick up the phone and speak to an actual human being anytime during business hours. Visit followupboss.com forward slash best ever to check out how much time you could save by streamlining your follow-up process. Best ever listeners, they're treating you extra special. You get an extended 30-day free trial twice the length of the normal trial for a limited time, go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever and perfect your follow-up. What's the best ever book you've read? You said it earlier, but I would love for you to repeat it again. And if you know the author even better. Yeah, absolutely. So really great book by Justin Donald called The Lifestyle Investor. He goes through the 10 commandments of cash flow investing and passive investing. Just a fantastic book that shows you how to get time freedom while also generating great returns. What deal have you lost the most amount of money on? Deal I lost the most money on was a single family home that I purchased in Atlanta that ended up being a teardown that uh, I, again, did not take the advice of the inspection. So the inspector said to get a mechanical engineer out there or foundation guy out there we did not do that. And as it turned out, it was a teardown property. So we ended up selling that one for a loss. How much you lose? Cash, probably 10 or 15 grand and probably more so the time that was invested in that, which was four to five months of high stress, multiple inspectors getting all kinds of contractors out there. Just we could not make the numbers work on a teardown. So we were probably out of pocket 10 grand, but more so opportunity loss there. Best ever way you like to give back to the community? Yeah, I love this question. So I give back in my W-2. I mentor quite a bit with new employees. But personally, my wife and I give financially to our family and to a number of nonprofits. And actually, my wife has just been asked to join the board of an amazing organization called Playworks, which is an organization that helps underprivileged children stay active while learning life skills all through the use of structured play. It's just a fantastic foundation that really, really helps kids. How can the best ever listeners learn more about what you're doing? Easiest way to find me is on LinkedIn, Randall and Smith, or my Instagram handle is at salesguyinvestor. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your detailed experiences starting out with single family homes, the turnkey properties, what you would do differently if you had to do them again the burr approach multiple times contractors 
and then pros and cons and ultimately why you choose to passively invest in syndication. So thanks for being on the show. Hope you have the best ever day and talk to you again soon. Thanks so much, Joe. Have a great day.